Hello and welcome back to the Supercoach Champions podcast. This is the late mail edition for round 12. You're here with Catfish as always. Yeah, gosh, what a day. Never a dull moment in rugby league, is there? <laughs> so yeah, I'm obviously referring to the bombshell that just dropped about Haas requesting a release. Well, at the time of recording, he requested the release on Wednesday night. At uh, some point after that, it's been denied by the Broncos. He's, I mean, he's contracted till the end of 2024, so he's got two more, two and a half more years on the contract. Haas showed up to the captain's run, and he participated and. I guess, you know, unless he decides not to play. The expectation I'm, I'm working off is that he will play this week, but it's probably a good idea just to have a backup plan. Uh, you know, it might be that you roll up Max King this week or something like that. But just have that backup plan just in case. At least he plays fairly early so you can get that sorted. But, yeah, less than ideal. Obviously, as a Broncos fan, I'd prefer him to stay. But, I mean, I trust Ben Eichen. I trust Dave Donaghy. They'll probably sort this out sooner rather than later. You know, maybe that's the Broncos' coloured glasses looking at it, but, yeah, can't really do much about it, obviously. Anyway, plenty to chat about for Supercoach as well. Round 12, it's critical this week. Lots uh, to toss up. I mean, it's a really, really... I feel like it's, this round's really up in the air. A lot of drama going on. Obviously, Harry Grant officially cut from the Storm squad and no doubt we'll need to plan for that. So I'll try to work through as much of that as I can. Unfortunately, again, no Whackers Whispers. You guys know where to go for your late mail at this stage, but Wacko, I definitely will get him back as soon as he's available. So stay tuned for that one. Look, I'll jump straight to the Twitter questions because that's what we have more time for today. So uh, let's get stuck into it. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. All right, I'm going to start off with a question from the Champs Discord. Nick asks, uh, Reese Walsh or Sean Johnson, I think, given the price tags, I think Walsh will score better, but I think SJ might be better value, just a negative break even, and the position he's in, I'll probably look at him first. Uh, I don't, I have to say, I don't love both options, just it's really tough to trust the Warriors, and obviously they've lost a fair chunk of their middle in terms of, I mean, Lodge and AFB as pretty big losses. Current coming back soon would be great. Torhu back helps as well, but there's a little bit of a question mark there for me. So, uh, I mean, if you have to pick one of those two, I might actually lean SJ as much as I'm very uncomfortable saying that. Our next question is from Reese. If your center wing is full of cheapies, would you consider upgrading Suwali to Manu in round 13? I don't hate the idea of upgrading one of these, you know, round 13 cheapies to a premium like a Manu, but I just know Suwali is the guy I'd do that with, if that makes sense. Like a cooler or... Someone like that I'd feel much more comfortable with. But Suwali, you know, could really score quite well. And and I think I'd rather have both Manu and Suwali, especially in round 13. But I guess at a pinch, if he's your only pathway to get Manu, then that's probably all right. Next question comes from NQ Cowboy, who says, I'm torn between trading Taf or Tass out for Karaz. I haven't had bank all year, so the coin from Taf is super tempting. Whichever way I go there, I'll have the money for my second trade, which is Tui Langi to Ghana slash Butcher. I think Ghana is locked into an 80-minute roll, and I like Tigers with Hastings, Brooks, and Lorries in. Plus, I'm looking short for 17. I think Butcher is a better option as he's in the better team, but not sure about his minutes. I'm looking about 12 to 14 for round 13 by, depending on, on if I get Butcher and Burbo playing. All right, so firstly, I would definitely trade out Taf over Tass, just because I think... 
I mean, right now, the latest from the Rabbitoh seems to be Latrell Mitchell back round 14. So this might be the last round tough plays where he can earn money or whatever. And, I mean, he hasn't been that good scoring-wise. He's obviously done great for cash generation, which is that's really most what most people wanted from him. But uh, if you're not playing him this week anyway, then, yeah, free up the coin now. Tass, all he has to do is step on the field and he'll make some more money. And there's a chance, like, Taff could end up... Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be Nikarima, but if Taff ends up as the bench utility for a while, like, that would not be surprising to me either. So... For that reason, I think uh, I'd definitely get rid of Taft now. Now, for your second part of your question, I think, you know, do, I mean, I'd prefer Butcher if you've got the trades, basically. I think Ghana, you can wait for him. He can be around 14, 15 option if you want. If you think he's locked into an 80-minute role, I don't see the rush, really. I'd rather Butcher, who is going to help you with round 13. I get that you need round 17 coverage, but you've got time. You know, from round 14 to 17, you've got trades, boosts, potentially, to be able to get the numbers. So uh, I guess it just depends on your your actual trade situation. If you have burnt too many, then maybe Butcher's not worth it because you will have to trade him out, whereas Garner potentially could be a season hold if he maintains that edge spotter, obviously, and he can just be your, like, fifth or sixth centre wing if you really need to have that kind of 80-minute edge back rower available centre wing. So that question is kind of limp, very very similar to one that came from Aman Talks NRL Supercoach. And, yeah, I mean, same answer, really. I think tough to Karaz over Tass. And I think, yeah, you've got the ability to go Randall to McInnes. And a follow-up from Aman, he says, is it worth copying a price hit on Randall to get confirmation of what Cotter plays around 13? Is that a prefer him over McInnes for the buy coverage? Thanks. Yeah, look, I think for me, I would. Uh, the only question I have is if you've got Grant out as well, are you? I mean, are you playing Randall for this week or whatever? Like, if you've got Grant and Randall there, then realistically, one option is to just get Randall to McInnes, and then you could still get Cotter next week, right? Because that be a, if if Cotter misses Origin, because I think that combo would be really good. Being able to swap Cotter and McInnes dual position them around would be really handy, and that way you can cover Grant if you don't want to trade him out. So, yeah, look, I, I think. I don't have an issue, like, provided you're not really struggling for cash. I don't have an issue of copying a week on Randall, uh, dropping cash and, and getting caught on next week if that's where you want to go. But I also don't mind if you get McInnes this week, so you've got coverage there and you preserve that cash, then you can get Cotter in next week if he misses Origin and that, that combination will be really good for you moving forward, if that makes sense. Let's stay on Twitter. So next question comes from Renault Kwana. Is Jazz's round 13 coverage enough to make him the buy over McInnes? So I think for me, I see McInnes as a much more viable final 2021, 20, 22 squad member. So Jazz, you probably most likely, uh, not not a guarantee, but the way I see it, I think he's going to need to be traded out. I think current returning will make sure his minutes never get to the point you really want them to be. The fact that they've got Lusick there and, you know, Egan's probably back soon as well. I just think right now, the last few weeks, he's benefited from being able to play some time at hooker and then playing in the middle. I think overall, like, we know Jazz is great for Supercoach, but his minutes are the main issue, and I'm not sure that they're going to be there the whole season. I'm not sure they're going to even be there in two weeks' time if Curran and Egan are back, and also if Torhu's minutes keep improving as well. So that's the way I would see it. All right, Nick at uh, FYN3. Who is the better buy, Angus Crichton or Torhu? I want a second-row keeper who was playing 13 you got to go Tohu if that's the case. Just Angus, he is, I think he's playing Origin, like, honestly. 
he's been good enough for them in Origin for you know more than one game to have built up a little bit of loyalty there. So I can't see, even though he hasn't been in the best of form, he's not been horrible either. So I can't see him being dropped from the team if he's available, even if it's just a bench spot there. So yeah, definitely Torhu for the safety there. Uh, from Zach at Young Jeckery. Thoughts for Stags owners. Do we trade him out before Origin if he gets picked or just put him on our bench? And if so, to who? So, look, I don't think you can trade him out against the Titans this week, basically. Uh, it doesn't take much for him to score and the Titans are not defending very well. So uh, I would back him to have another good week and then you see if he makes Origin or not. And if he doesn't, then you probably could just hold him because he's going to be there around 17 and help you with buy coverage there. And, you know, we know he's got that ceiling, so I definitely would just stick fat with him for the time being. I might tackle a few more of the smaller questions here, and then we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Harry Grant and a few other names like that. So from at Easy Tiger, they say, I have all three fluked Karaz way back, thinking of training Taf out next week. I reckon I've got about nine players next week. Cleary and other Origin players won't play around 13 by will day. And so, by the way, I do live in Thailand. I don't get to talk to anyone about Supercoach or footy except here with Ubelex on Twitter, and I appreciate all advice. Well, thanks for listening and, and obviously chatting with us. Now, yeah, definitely Cleary and those other round 13 buy coverage guys will not play round 13. They're going to be at Origin. It's in the same week. So, yeah, don't count them as part of your nine. So hopefully uh, your nine doesn't include Cleary. Now, nine is a little bit short, I reckon, but... Well, it's not the end of the world. It just depends. If you've got nine quality guys, that's not too bad. I'm not sure what you mean by all three. Um, maybe you're missing a word there. So it's making me a little bit concerned. But yeah, look, training out tough next week has no issues there. That's great. It's good that you're at Karaz already. Um, I think he's a great trade-in if you don't have him, but you obviously do. So yeah, I'm not sure what you're asking here, unfortunately, outside of um, yeah, Cleary and, and Co. not playing around 13 and any other Origin guys also won't play around 17. So to keep that in mind in terms of your trade planning. From Nick at Nick's Tricks, front row forward or second row forward options to trade out for Noah Blake. Yeah, that's brutal. I'm so sorry about that. So for Noah Blake lost a lot of value sitting at, uh, you know, about 445000 thereabouts. So I don't know how much cash you got in the bank, so that would make it difficult. I'm not sure what your cap is or whatever, but look, front row forward's a bit of a wasteland. We know that. Uh, you know, especially with the question marks over Haas, even though I think he's playing. Um, you know, if you don't have Papali, I'd still sit tight. I'd wait for around 14 for him. So if you're going to get someone this week, I mean, if at front row forward, it's someone like a pan guy, really. Joey Tarpane, maybe. There's a few names like that that you could consider, but not that many. So second row is more interesting to me. Like, you know, Kikau obviously has a lot of upside there. I'm big on Torhu Harris this week, even though it's a little bit early. Like, you could argue one round too early. I mean, another option is you just hold him for a week and then you trade him to Lolo if he plays round 13. As much as, you know, he's going to lose cash or whatever, but it's, I mean, for Noah Blake, will lose cash next time he plays as well. So, you know, they're very, very similar price tags. So, yeah, I'd probably look that way. Those are the two names that stand out to me, uh, similar to that kind of price tag for, for Noah Blake. Alternatively, I mean, if you don't have Cotter or whatever, you could always wait till next week, and then Fanul Blake could become Cotter next week if he misses Origin. If you've, you know, if you're at that cacao kind of price tag, then Olakuatu also another good option there. Or if you want to, you know, Nat Butcher for a temporary option because he's cheap, and you know, you will need a trade to get him out later. But like I said, it's just a bit of a temporary option there, if that makes sense. 
Jay at Flint underscore CSGO. Talakai to Madison for head-to-head only, and should we be saving some cash for perhaps round 14? So second part of the question, yeah, look, if he's potentially back, especially for head-to-head, like there is probably no more dangerous player in the game right now outside of Pappenhausen or maybe Cleary. So you don't want that guy to be a pod against you in a head-to-head matchup. Now, Talakai to Madison for head-to-head, I'm really torn on this because I think in some ways, yeah, you probably could do that, but... I look at the head-to-head matchups late in the season. Talakai looks so like I want to have him because the Sharks have such a good run home. So I definitely think Talakai is someone you need in your team. I'm wondering, is there another way you can get to matter? Because like, Talakai being available at center wing, it's really not that bad. And he might have a... I mean, yeah, Matter's is probably going to outscore him this week. But is it worth a trade? So... Uh, I'd maybe be guided by your opponent this week. Like, if, if they don't have Mato and do have Talakai, then you could consider training him out and, and swapping there. Or if they, you know, if they have both, then I'd probably, yeah, look at cancelling Mato out as a pod. But, yeah, it, it's tough without knowing your team. Sorry. Uh, Brad at KitFisto666. Backup hooker is Sony Luke. Worth copying AE this week and having a free crack at the loop. Likely whatever Vilea scores, and even he has a good matchup. Don't really like any of the other hooker options. I'm assuming you got Grant, and hence why you're talking about AE. Problem for you then is like you don't actually get two cracks, uh, a free crack at the loop, because Grant is in the first game. So you gain nothing from captaining him, basically. So, yeah, look, I think you're going to have to trade either Sony Luke out and upgrade him to someone, or realistically, I, I think you've got to consider the Grant trade out. So I'll talk about that in a little bit. And like I said, I'm just going to run through some of these smaller questions and we'll tackle Harry Grant in one go. Uh, I see there's another question here from uh, Easy Tiger. Randall to Jerry Marshall King has a 35 break-even place around 13. I know Aman thinks there's concern about game time. Yeah, definitely there is a little bit of concern there. He's His minutes have gone down recently just because of, you know, they, they've had New Brown on there. They played uh, Beyond the Odo as well. So that definitely caps his upside and it concerns me a little bit. But look, you can't deny he's been scoring well, but he he's kind of relying on the attacking stats now. So, you know, if you look at his scores, you know, last three rounds, 64, 65, 68 minutes, definitely eating into it. And, you know, he scored a 38 two rounds ago because he didn't get any attacking stats. Uh, in, in his 88, he had a try and two line breaks. And... I mean, the week before when he scored 52, that was just in base. So it got through a lot of work. And then the, the game before that, 54, but th- there's a line break in there. So there's definitely some ongoing concerns about his scores. I don't think he's an option at this point in time. That's that's the way I'm saying it, seeing it, unless he's going to keep playing you know, big minutes. And I just don't think the, that that is an ongoing thing for him. Now from at A underscore town, do I risk playing cooler at fullback this week and wait to get drink water next week as is break-even is high and he plays the Panthers. I think two, two things. One, do you think Cooler will come, you know, outscore Drinky this week? Uh, if so, then go for it. If you really need the cash, like his break-even is like high. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but if you think Drinky still scores 40, 45, 50, and you can cop and absorb the cash loss, then I don't hate just getting him anyway because you know he's got that upside. For me, I think Cooler at fullback, like there's a chance that Cooler scores another 30-odd or whatever just in his base and base attack, and that's fine. But I just can't see there being much upside. The way the Storm, you know, that that, that left edge is their better defensive edge, and Cooler unfortunately comes up against it. So 
Yeah, I think that comes down to what your expectations are for Cooler's score, what your expectations are for Drinky's score this week, and realistically, how much you need that cash. Because if you don't really need it that much, then I don't hate going a week early on Drinky. All right, from Jack Bauer at Mr. Horse NZ. Cheers, Wolf. With Lolo out, front row forward in trouble. Have Lolo, IPAP, two times King. Do I play a King or trade out Jing? Just Jing starting to leak. Who's the best front row forward to bring in? Whoever I bring in will likely stay in this team for the season. Looking at Haas, Clemmer, Tangai, Tarpanag. I currently have 13 for first buy. So to me, I, I mean, like with the uncertainty of a Haas, probably not a good week to get him in. So that's, uh, that's that. Now, Clemmer, I think... Probably overpriced for what he may del- deliver moving forward. The minutes are a concern with the players that have gone back. They already dropped. And then Kurt Mann's still on the horizon. So, yeah, I probably steal clear for, from Clemmer at this stage. Pangai, look, he's probably the best of those options, I think. Even though he's playing off the bench, the minutes seem like they're pretty solid still for him off the bench. I just, yeah, it, it, there is a risk there for sure. Uh, Tarpane. I get it. He's been fairly consistent for all season, but the issue for me is just Ricky Stewart, man. I hate having players, especially forwards, that are in his team. Even if he had an outside back, like he's shuffling them from left to right and, and moving them in and out and stuff like that. Just It's a headache I don't want to have to deal with, honestly. So <laughs> believe it or not, I'm going to save Hangai from there. <laughs> kind of linked to that. So Jeff Brown at GB21 says, keeping trade numbers in mind here, Savannah, Tarpane, or Tohu. Initially keen on Jazz, but AFB news has turned me off a, a bit. So I'm assuming that's news where he's no longer out for three months, but more two to six weeks. He moved to Tarpane for buy cover. Could well be a third, third front row forward pod slash keeper with some attacking upside. Do I just jump on Tohu this week instead as cover slash keeper? I lost a bunch of cash on Turbo and spent 700000 on Talakai, so my initial thoughts was to grab Tohu next week after his drops to be a bit more savvy with cash. However, my main focus is points. Which direction will lead to higher points total? To me, it's Torhu Harris. I Maybe I'm a little bit bullish on him, but I, I just think he's going to score well. I, I think his worst-case scenario is probably around that 60 average mark, whereas Tavanga, I mean, you need to trade him out later. I, I think that's pretty much that's what I'm expecting. And he could be like good for only two weeks until Curran's back. And Curran could be back as soon as next week, so... Yeah, and Tarpane, I mean, I feel like Tarpane's best case scenario is probably still a 60 average, but available at front row forward, which is handy. But I just think, you know, Torhu, if he goes better, he's a 65, 75 average, potentially even. At least a 70 average if he, you know, goes fairly well. So I like him as a better option. I mean, look, I, I lost, you know, 150 grand on Turbo as well, and I also spent Talakai, uh, the 700k for Talakai too, so... Unless you've really struggled with the rest of your cash, Jen, I don't think it's that bad. Like, I mean, I've, I've still got so much cash and I've got so many round 13 cheapies that I'm going to cash in and that's there's at least another 600 grand there waiting to be uh, spent soon. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, I would go Tohu from, from there. Eels Forever at Firecrotch says, Yo, fellas, I'm stuck on AJ, juicy matchups, Manu fullback, Lomax safe 60, money not a problem, already have Garrick, May, Targo, Stags, Sifa, Tu, Pilotu, Perez is my other trade this week. I think of those options, I'm going to lean Manu. I uh, just think, you know, round 13 fullback. And, I mean, he's still, like, one of the top averaging center wings for the season. And I, I get there's a tough run now, but that's round 14, 15, 16. 13's not an issue. Look at the run home for the Roosters. Like, Manu's a season keeper for me. I'm happy to get an AJ or a Lomax after round 13. 
that's the way I look at it. But I just think, yeah, Manu's the guy if you want, like, overall, definitely Manu. Uh, from a head-to-head standpoint, like, I guess you could look at Lomax. The matchup's pretty good this week. But even head-to-head, like, I'd hate to come up against Manu later in the season if, you know, you look at some of those matchups the Roosters will get. All right, question from Andrew K at A-King Eddie. Languishing in 10,000th. Any ideas for upside punt to push me up the ranks? Was thinking Reese Walsh thoughts. It's so hard to trust the Warrior. That's my thinking. I think your best bet to push yourself up the rank is actually trying to hit the buys hard. And, you know, a lot of people are holding off in round 13. A lot of people are looking at round 17. So there's a potential here in round 13 that you can make some moves. But obviously then you need to trade really hard to get yourself in position for round 17 too. Uh, I think that's probably one strategy you can really look at to improve your ranking over the buys. As for upside punts, I mean, it's really tough, I have to say. Like, I get the Knights are a great matchup, and then he gets the Seagulls the following week. But you look at, you know, he only scored 50 against the Dragons, and then straight after that, you've got the Sharks, the Panthers, in rounds 14 and 15, which I just don't think that going well for the Warriors in those games. And if that's the case, then I just can't see Walsh scoring very well. So... I definitely think his upside is a bit capped there. I'd be looking more at players who, like, I'd want more than just two good games. I'd want, like, three, four, five even sustained good draw. Uh, so there's two quick examples just from a really quick look at the draw. The Sharks from round 14, they have a three-game run of the Warriors, Titans, and the Bulldogs. Then they play Melbourne without all their Origin stars. And, look, there's a little bit of a tough run from round 18, 19 with the Cowboys, Panthers. But then Rabbitohs, Dragons, Tigers... Seagulls, Bulldogs, Knights for the rest of the season. So Sharks players are super appealing to me. And I think if you pick the right pod, because, you know, everyone's got, well, not everyone, a lot of people have Talakai, a lot of people looking at Ramian and Mulatalo and Katoa, there's there's options there. It's just about picking the right one. And then, you know, you look at the Eels draw. So again, obviously both these teams miss round 13. Then uh, for the Eels, Bulldogs, Roosters, Rabbitohs, Tigers in the bye, and then Warriors, Broncos, Panthers, Seagulls, uh, Rabbitohs, Bulldogs, Broncos, Storm. So a couple of tough games mixed in there, but a lot of friendly games for the Eels. So I can certainly see appeal on picking up, you know, I guess when someone like a Sevo is back, if he's in health, a good health. And, or if you can just go with, you know, Moses or Dillbags, like I think they're decent risks to take as well. Uh, ownership isn't too high for either of them. So... I think that's the way I'd look at it instead rather than focusing on, you know, two games only. I'd want a nice run of, you know, three, four games and potentially for the rest of the season that I'd focus on that. And, you know, as much as possible, just don't worry about the number because you might be 10,000th, but you could be 5,000th in like a week if you have one good week. So, like, the, the, the ranks are so compressed, so... I mean, look, I looked it up. So from 10,000, you are sitting at around probably 12,280-odd points, thereabouts, give or take. And for you to get to, let's say, 5,000, that's only 170 points away. Like 5,000 is around 12,450, 55-ish points. And then, you know, to get to the top 2,000, that's 12,614-ish, something like that. And for you to be top 2,000, that's 330 points. So honestly, don't stress about the 10,000 mark. Hit the buys as well as you can and try to get a couple of loaner ownership guys. So I'm talking, you know, sub 5% ownership as long as you, you know, do your research and make sure you pick someone who is going to actually 
have a high chance of going on a nice little run. That's probably the best advice I can offer on that one. All right, so building up to, like, the, like I said, lots of questions about trading at Grant and replacements for Grant and things like that. Uh, also, I, I feel like maybe this question works well from from the Champs Discord. So James104 says, Good day, Wolf. Question, are any of the Origin stud cells over the buy slash Origin period? Think the likes of Haas, Cleary, Munster, etc., etc. Further, what about Harry Grant specifically? Now that he's injured for round 12, he'll miss round 12, 13, 17. Potentially uh, reduced minutes in 14 and 18. Thoughts? Plus, he's also got a break-even of 162 if that factors in at all. So, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think Harry Grant is definitely a viable sell this week if it suits your team. So, what I would think would be appropriate for that is, one, you've got a dual position. I don't want to sell Harry Grant to another hooker because there's not many that I would really trust to do that much better over the origin period. Reason being, I mean, right now, the two standouts is Grant, Daylight, and then Damien Cook next. Now, Damien Cook, that's probably that's a bit harsh on Cookie. He's not that far. From, he's he's probably closer than Daylight, if anything. But look, he's going to get reduced minutes over Origin as well. And I mean, that's assuming he's the nine for the Blues, and I think he will be. Uh, oh, there's some chat that Appy might be, but yeah, that's a different story. If Appy's the nine for the Blues, then go ahead, Cookie's the guy. But you don't know that this week. Um, so to me, I don't want to trade Grant to another hooker. I'd want to get someone who's dual position because that will make getting Grant back in after a lot easier. So that's the first thing. Second is you've got trades in hand. So I'm talking, you know, 23, 24 is probably my cutoff because obviously this is literally two trades. You're going to have to get Grant back at the end of the season uh, after the origin period, I would assume. So that's another one. And I guess the third one is you're really desperate for cash. So the break-even of 162, there's a good chance Grant is maybe 100,000 less when you get him back. I don't think he's going to drop that much more other than, you know, 100,000. Even if he plays reduced minutes, I can see him a couple of 50s. The problem is, like, so, yeah, he'll miss round 12, round 13. He will obviously guaranteed miss round 17 because that's another, well, I mean, that's origin. Now, for round 14, you know, Saturday game. So Saturday 5.30 against the Roosters. I think the Storm will want to play well in this game because as much as the Roosters aren't in top gear, they're still one of the, you know, premier contenders most seasons. So I do think if Grant is makes it through Origin, he plays Origin even, then he'll be I think he'll even if it's reduced minutes, he'll be there. That's the way I see it. So he'll probably play for round fourteen. He'll play round fifteen, I'd assume. There's no reason for him not to. And against the Broncos, you know, the storm love to destroy. So <laughs> Even if the Broncos are going well, I, I still fear for the Broncos against the Storm. Then round 16. So Origin 2 is in between that gap, and it's on the Sunday night. So the Thursday, the 30th of June, it's four days later. So I do tend to think he's likely to play round 16 as well. Again, maybe there's reduced minutes in the mix there. Who knows? Because, again, the Seagulls aren't travelling that well. That's my gut feel. So then obviously Origin is round 17. Round 18 is the Sunday game, so 4 p.m., Maybe, again, reduce minutes on, on hand. He might actually get a week off. So, you know, I feel like the worst-case scenario is he misses round 12, 13, maybe 14 if he's not fit. So there's three games there potentially that you could get him. And then he might drop cash in round 15 and round 16 potentially as well. So that, that, that lets him bottom out a little bit. And that's why he won't be more than, I would assume, seven, you know, 
100k cheaper than what he is now. So all that said, like I'm holding Grant myself, but I have a backup hooker. So I think this is where if you've got Grant in enough, then you're in trouble. You'd probably need to try trade Grant or you need to find a lot of cash to be able to upgrade that enough to a backup. Uh, secondly, I you know I have Starling as my backup, so he's going to cover me for around 13, 14 anyway. It's not the best, but look, it's not the worst, and I've burnt too many trades to be able to afford getting Grant back in later, uh, well, trading him out and then getting him back in later. So that seems pretty simple for my team. Now, Grant and Randall owners, I know there's a lot of you guys. I think for me, I would trade out Randall, and I would get a hooker like McInnes and the reason I suggest McInnes is again like my viewers I think he's perfectly fine top 20-ish option so that means he'll eventually be you know moved out and he'll help you with round 17 coverage he'd be really good to be able to partner with Cotter so if Cotter plays round 13 and you won't know until origin teams are announced so if you get McInnes this week covers Grant then maybe make the plan to be able to get Cotter in the week after and that way you can already have that McInnes-Cotter combo and if Cotter's playing round 13, then you're sweet. You know, his ch- chances are he's not, not going to play Origin and his minutes won't be affected and he'll be good to go for the rest of that period. And you've got two guys who are very safe and handy, 60-plus averages, I, I'd assume, um, you know, rolling with it. You could get you could roll the dice and try to get Cotter this week. I just think there is that little bit of a risk there and you're not really helping, you know, coverage for round 13. And, you know, if, if for whatever reason... Grant misses round 14 and Cotter's playing reduced minutes because he's played Origins, well, then, you know, that's going to hurt. Whereas McInnes, that's, there's that safety there. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, and, again, if you get good that dual position, you can swing him around. You've got some cover there. Those are the two standouts to me. I get the Tavanga love. Now, Brandon Smith is obviously attracting a lot of attention. I get it. He's cheap as. And, look, he killed it over this Origin period last year. I get it. There's a lot of interest I just have to think there's a difference from between last year and this year. Last year, the Storm planned for him to still play that opening 20 or so minutes at hooker, and then Grant comes on and plays for the rest of the game. Now, that's not been happening this year because they need cheese in the middle because they lost they lost Welsh. And right now, especially with no Nas as well, Tui's still building up his match fitness. At least he's back. Josh King's been doing well, but you can tell he's slowing down a little bit lately as well. So maybe that fixes itself. Maybe it was just a one-week thing or whatever, but there are some concerns there. Plus, last week, I mean, he played 60-odd minutes or very close to that, and he only spent about 45 minutes at hooker, and then he went off. Wishart took over and played the rest of the game at hooker, and Smith came back on as a middle for the remaining, I don't know, 12, 13 minutes of the time that he came back on for. So to me, I just think... and. Let's be real, Smith did not look good. Cheese was not looking good at hooker. He's the wrong body weight for it. It's been very publicly said many times. He loves to play hooker at 92 kilos. Last year he was at 98 at the start of the season and he dropped the weight to be able to you know, have that new role. And right now he looks bigger. I think he there's some chat and unofficially that he's pushing 100 at the moment and he's going to struggle. That He struggled last week. I mean, people point to how well he did in round three against the Eels when he played 77 minutes at hooker. And, you know, his running game was fully on, on display and he looked great. But I think he looks thicker now. And maybe that's because he was committed to playing uh, the middle uh, forward minutes there while Grant was playing you know, 80 many weeks and, and you know, early shower here and there. But it just doesn't seem like the the idea is to play cheese at hooker exclusively. 
I don't know if his minutes are going to go to 80 at all. I, I still see him potentially floating around the 55 to 65 minute mark with a mixture of it being at hooker and also uh, in the middle. And let's face it, you know, you look at his scores this year, he's actually already averaging close to 47 minutes a game and he's averaging 36 points per game. Now, I've excluded the rounds one and three scores from that. Reason being, round one, he's, he only played three minutes, got knocked out. And round three, you know, again, that was golden point game. Plus, uh, the, you know, the circumstances are very different from, from what they've got now. So I, do, I genuinely don't know if he's going to be worthwhile getting him in and out. I, I see him potentially, his best case scenario could be another 50-55 average for a while. I, I can see him struggling to hit 45 as well. That's just me, and I get it. There's a lot of interest there, and he's cheap. So the downside seems pretty limited, but I feel at the same time the downside is he floats around his price tag, and maybe he makes you 50 grand, and then you trade him out for points that haven't been that great. I'd rather get someone, you know, you're going to pay more for him, but I'd rather get someone that you could just keep in the team for the rest of the year, have someone help you cover around 17 as well, and be able to swap him around as well. That's, yeah. I'm not going to talk anyone out of Brandon Smith, but I just wanted to share my thoughts on him just because I wasn't quite getting the hype on it straight away. But, yeah, it's me. I'm going to try and wrap this up a little bit quicker because I'm running out of time. Uh, I can see some of the people mentioning to go to replace guys like Pegs at Hooker or things like that. Reese Robson's being suggested. Look, unfortunately, the Carl Felt injury, I feel, has crueled Reese Robson. Granville on the bench is not great. You saw what that looked like at the start of the season. And there's too many games, in my opinion, where Robson scores very poorly um, for his output. Like, let's let's face it, you know, no one wants 43, 52, 37, 61, 39, and 42. Like, these are the games where he played, sorry, not even the 61, that was in 72 minutes. But, you know, in the other games, he averaged 42.6 from about 60 minutes per game. Not saying that's going to be his minutes moving forward if Granville's on the bench, but there could be that possibility there. And it just... It sucks. It sucks. <laughs> uh, I think someone else asked about Cotter. Again, I just think sit tight on a, a week for Cotter. I mean, you could go early and take the risk. He misses origin selection, and you might be right, but I just feel like he's played so well. He's definitely in the mix. Cam Smith has mentioned his name twice, I think. He's name-dropped him twice as a bolter. Even if he's not there, he could be the 18th man. I just... It's, I, I'd be willing to wait a week to, to be able to do it, basically. Yeah, sorry, I can't give everyone a, a direct shout-out. Like I said, just trying to get this out before it's too late. Um, just to finish up with James's question there, I don't think there's too many other guys that I want to sell. Like, the Origin guns are so good. I said this a couple of weeks ago. I just feel I'd feel I'd rather hold them, save the trades, and just build up depth elsewhere, find ways to cover them. So, like, for me, Munster, I'm holding him. I'm getting Drinky to back him up so I can play him in round 13 and then in the other games in between I've got Starling to back up Grant I've still got Teddy but you know I'm going to move that around I'm going to get Pappenhausen as soon as he's available in the meantime I'll have like you know Manu and other guys who could swap, sub in at uh, fullback in the meantime and at, at halfback I've got Cleary and Hines so that to me is probably the, the option I'd adopt there otherwise you could move Hines down to fullback and get like a Mitch Moses or someone else like that as your second halfback but that's the way I'd kind of make sure I'd try to cover that. Um, as for Haas, it's a tough one. I mean, his Instagram post says he'll play, but who knows? It's just a watch and wait, unfortunately. Wait for final team list. Have a plan B in place. For me, that plan B is Max King, so you know, not ideal. But, yeah, I'd, I'd be prepared to sub him out if you have to. 
my expectation is he will play because I just think he's going to tank his own value if he's going to, you know, have a hissy fit and not play. Uh, I just think, you know, he's trying to convince clubs to pay out for him. If he wants to prove he's going to be worth a mil or whatever he's asking for, the best way to do that is to show that on the field. So I just, I dare say if he's going to play, he's going to play well. So that's that's the way I'm looking at it anyway. <laughs> Maybe three Broncos coloured glasses there, who knows. Anyway, um, for me, it's pretty simple. Turbo out and I'm torn between either Howarth or Tass out. I haven't decided, but Kraz in and most likely Jory Manu, I think, just depends. Uh, I'm leaning towards Manu and I'll get Torhu next week. I just, yeah, the, 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 the trade setup for me works better, trading Manu in this week, if that makes sense. And then I'll still have about 400 grand in the bank. And that'll be Ilias to Drinky next week, like round 13, as well as Teddy to Torhu, I think, through dual positions. And that could leave me with basically, you know, depending on if like Burbo and Harry Rushton shows up, I could actually end up with, well, 16 if both Burbo and Rushton show up, but most likely 14. So feels high. And I mean, I, I like I said, I'm trying to push my way up the ranking. So I think this was a good way to attack it. Means I'm going to have to trade hard and then probably run out of trades early, but you know, I'll do what I can to get myself there and just cross my fingers and hope to to ride out some luck for the end. But, yeah, good luck with everyone. Uh, sorry for the rushed nature of this, but, yeah, life is busy, work is busy. Anyway, uh, we'll catch you again soon.